Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. SHN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. June 19, 1943, the National Football League declared that the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles would combine into one season for a one-time temporary merger to help with manpower shortages during World War II. We take a look at this volatile combo in this edition, and it's coming up in just a moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal of positive gridiron history with pigskindispatch.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your portal to positive football history. And welcome to another edition of where we are going to go back and talk about one of the great teams in NFL history. And this one's not great by winning championships. It's great by story. And we're going to talk about the 1943 merger of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers, famously called the Steagles team. But before we get to that, let's make sure you're aware of our daily newsletter. comes out each morning at 6.30 a.m. into your email inbox, and it is a delight because you get everything that's on Pigskin Dispatch for the day, everything on Jersey Dispatch. It is a true dispatch of sports history, and uh, we have some great things also from the Sports History Network, as well as many of our podcasts, including Orville Mulligan Sports Writer and the new episodes that come out with that. So, it's easy to sign up for. Go to the show notes of this very podcast or the top of Pigskin Dispatch or JerseyDispatch.com and you will be getting that email tomorrow morning if you sign up today. Now, let's also make sure that you know that we are the daily podcast, but we don't do new podcasts every day. We are limited now to doing them on Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. We're going to have a special uh, bonus edition on Wednesdays every once in a while with Jersey Dispatch, including some guests and some great authors like you're used to. Uh, But normally, uh, you can get a podcast each and every day pertinent to that that day. We'll go back in our archives, and it is found on the front page of Pigskin Dispatch or in our newsletter, we'll get you connected right to that so you can enjoy the daily football history. Now let's get to that season of 1943. And on June 19, 1943, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles officially merged to form the wartime Steagles team, as they're affectionately called. Now this exciting chapter in NFL history was done to help the two franchises deal with workforce issues due to wartime America and World War II, all those men in Europe and in the Pacific Theater. Now, the NFL wanted to keep the games going for financial and for national morale issues, and the team's founders, 
Art Rooney and Burt Bell, they were good friends, and at times they'd even been business partners and in NFL franchises. They combined the coaching staffs. However, those were not as homogenous as the ownership was being friends because they had some interesting personalities there. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles were coached by a great coach named Greasy Neal. And the Steelers at the time were coached by a pretty good coach in his own right and player, Walt Kiesling. So if we go to an article from PhiladelphiaEagles.com on the website, it recants a 1974 interview with Steelers founder Art Rooney Sr. He said, quote, it was done out of necessity. The war was going on and most of the players were in the service. A lot of the coaches too. We didn't have the manpower to field a team and neither did the Eagles. But we thought we could make it work if we pooled our resources, end quote. Now, remarkably, in all the turmoil, the Philly-Pittsburgh merge squad ended with a respectable 5-4-1 record that season. This is the first winning season that the Eagles team had seen and only the second for the Steelers in franchise history since both teams formed in 1943. The biggest issue was coaching. Rooney and Burt Bell, his Philadelphia counterpart, made the two head coaches of their teams from the previous year, Greasy Neal of the Eagles, Walt Kiesling of the Steelers, co-coaches for that season. Now, the old saying goes true that John Madden once said, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Well, quite possibly, if you have two head coaches, you might have none, too. And the lesson might be proof in the pudding here in this 1943 season. Because everyone involved, knowing the personalities of these two coaches, figured that this arrangement couldn't possibly go seamlessly. And it certainly didn't. Quote, I thought Greasy was the most stubborn man I ever met until I met Kiesling, end quote, said Frank Bucko Kilroy, an Eagles tackle who played for the Steagles. Quote, they didn't get along at all, and the idea was for Greasy to coach the offense and Kiesling to coach the defense, but they spent most of the time fighting with each other. It was actually kind of funny to watch, end quote. In another quote from Vic Sears, he said, quote, Greasy would put in a play and Kiesling would say, that'll never work. And Vic Sears was an all-pro lineman with the Eagles who became a Steagle. And he continued on saying, quote, Greasy would tell him off and Kiesling would come back at him. And we'd be there wondering if we'd ever get back to work. It was the craziest thing I ever saw in all my years of football. But we finished with a winning record. Don't ask me how, end quote. That year, the league was a shadow of itself. The circumstance was the best two teams could do under the situation. The other teams could go out of it without merging. But even the best teams, as Chicago and Green Bay, were patchwork of military rejects and recycled veterans. As a matter of fact, the Chicago Bears and the Chicago Cardinals, on the same day of June 19, 1943, they were denied by the NFL a merger request because the NFL wanted to have those eight teams. So the Bears were independent, the Cardinals were independent, Green Bay, you know, like we said, they were, they were struggling too. The Bears talked the legendary Bronco Nagurski out of a five-year retirement. He cleared off the cobwebs and you know, brought his uh, now much older self onto the playing field, and he helped lead the Chicago Bears to the championship. Now, this merger dissolved for the Steagles on December 5, 1943, and the Eagles went back to being the Eagles while the Steelers were forced to go into another merger in 1944, that one with the Chicago Cardinals, that let's just say may have been even worse situation than the off-merged team of 19, 
543. Now, interesting uh, indeed, and you know, 5 4 and 1 is a very respectable record. And they had some, some great players on that roster, even though many were overseas fighting in the war. Uh, war heroes and we thank for all of our veterans that uh, fought and military heroes including these folks back in 1943 now i'm gonna go through the roster real quick now we had tony bova johnny butler larry cabrelli rocco canali and enrio conti ted doyle joe frank charlie gower ray graves bill hewitt jack hinkle bucko kilroy ken or ben kish ted lau bob masters Hugh McCullough, Eddie Michaels, Tom Miller, Gordon Paschka, Ray Root, Steve Sater, L.B. Schultz, Vic Sears, Allie Sherman, Ernie Steele, Dean Stewart, Bob Thurton, Al Wistert, and Al Buckus, and Roy Zimmerman uh, playing quarterback that year. Uh, the team leaders, they were in scoring. They had, you know, Ernie Steele uh, led the league with six touchdowns, led the team, sorry, with six touchdowns, and he was tied with Bob Thurbin, who also had six touchdowns, and they were a mix uh, for both of those guys uh, with uh, four rushing touchdowns for Ernie Steele and five for Thurbin, and uh, they each caught a couple passes, one one for Thurbin, two for Steele for touchdowns. And then uh, coming in second, uh, or uh, tied for third, I guess, or next for third, was uh, you know, quarterback Roy Zimmerman, who ended up uh, having one touchdown. Tony Bova had five touchdowns. Hinkle had four TDs on the season. Johnny Butler, uh, three scores uh, for him, crossing a pay dirt. So pretty well-balanced team. They weren't the most powerful offense, and uh, but they got things done. 5-4 and one record, not to be too shabby there and like we said the next year for the Steelers merger not so good and we'll talk about that at a later time but until next time everybody we thank you for joining us for this little bit of football history and uh, you know looking back at that wartime hero more makes some crazy things when stuff's going on in the world just like we did a few years ago going through COVID we noticed some changes in the NFL well, they had to do some drastic measures in 1943, too, with a big war going on and uh, so much manpower being uh, committed to that as heroes. So thank you again for joining us, and we hope you join us next time as we talk about some more great sports history and football history. And uh, like we said, we are going Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays for sure, sometimes Wednesdays. So till next time, everybody, have a great Gridiron Day. That's all the football history we have today, folks. Join us back tomorrow for more of your football history. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleat Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude. And I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, 
We have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Do you wish you knew more about the 100 seasons of the NFL? You're in luck because you found the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. From the founding of the league in an auto showroom, all the way to what it is today, America's favorite sport and a behemoth of an industry. My name is Ernie Chapman. Football is my passion, and I want you to come along with me each week to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board, my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.